Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting installment of Wheel Life Problems. I'm your host Ricky and with me we have Bill, an accessible streamer. We have Brandon, another accessible gaming streamer. And we have James, organizer of the Audio Game Jams. How are you guys doing today? Alright, what's going on? Great, yeah. Yeah? I mean, we're just... Doing pretty we're well. We're just coming off the holiday. You guys had a good holiday. Yeah. How was your guys' Christmas? It was good. It was good. Um, a lot of family, a lot of food. It was good. Oh, yeah, so much mm, food. Yeah. <laughs> I had the meat sweats for, like, days. It was awful. Speaking of that, it's the actually, uh, I heard somewhere it's actually National Bacon Day, so go get yourself some bacon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and a lot of it. Is it National Bacon Day, huh? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good day to me, right? I don't know if that's... Yeah. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I don't have any bacon to enjoy it, but, you know. Oh, well. Well, it's about time to... It, it's national. Does that mean only America? So is James left out on this? Is it National Bacon Day over there for you, James? Uh, it may be. It may be. I think every day in Scotland is kind of National Bacon Day. Bacon's really, really popular over here. But, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of bacon, so I'm really not fussed either way. What? What? <laughs> well, we'll forgive you. <laughs> Not a fan. Heresy. Not well, a fan of bacon. Hey, hey, no. Well, at least, at least we're not hearing this from another one of our, our fellow Americans. <laughs> so we'll forgive you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, if it's National Bacon Day over there too, wouldn't they make it a global holiday? Global <laughs> Bacon Day. As well? International Bacon <laughs> Day. There we go. Global Global Bacon Day. Yeah. Well, that's good. Share so, some bacon with our friend. You guys, do you have anything exciting happen over the holidays that you want to share, or just? Mm. Well, my engine blew up. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh gosh. Car, so how did that happen? Um, I don't know exactly what happened there, but um, uh, well, actually, no, they figured it out. Um, I don't know. I'm not a. I am not an auto mechanic type person, uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, being in a chair and trying to work on a car just doesn't really work. But uh, <laughs> another, another uh, basically the head gasket blew on the engine, and that resulted in coolant flooding the cylinders of the engine, resulting in it uh, getting completely um, hosed. So, Oof. on the other hand, though, we did get another backup vehicle, so we are up in that, you know, in that aspect. Um, but still, you know, it someone else has to drive it. I can't drive it yet, so. We're going to go ahead and replace the engine. I don't even want to know how much this is going to cost. But other than that, I mean, uh, Christmas was pretty good and the holiday was pretty good. That just was a uh, one of those things that just happens, I guess. But we'll be all right. Well, Merry Christmas, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> oh man. Well, awesome. All right. Well, let's get to blah 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 blah. blah, blah. I can't <laughs> talk today. <laughs> so uh, I guess let's get into this. Uh, I mean, it's coming towards the end of the year, and so I mean, you guys suggest we do a little year-end review of what's going on in accessibility, and I just figure who wants to start. I mean, I kind of have something cool that I saw the other day that I could mention. Go for it. Yeah, sure. go for it. Yeah. So just browsing through, I can't remember if it was Reddit or Facebook. You know, you know those times where you're just lurking, just kind of being a low life on stuff. <laughs> I noticed that um, 
Oh, no, it was on Facebook. It was one of those uh, wheelchair support groups that I'm part of where someone had pointed out that Microsoft had just added to their avatars uh, wheelchairs yeah. on their on their things, which I, th- oh, yes. which I thought was something that was pretty nifty. And it seems like Microsoft is definitely, like, I mean, we've talked before in the past about that, their controller and stuff and how they're pretty kind of further, getting further up. They're ahead of Sony, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, but I thought it was yeah. kind of cool that, you know, they're, they're starting to really notice their audience and be like, you know what? There are people who want wheelchairs in their avatars to show who they are. And I was like, well, that's really, it's really nifty. Yeah, they even have ambassadors I mean, for Microsoft. Uh, that, what's her name? Cherry something. Cherry Ray? She's, I think, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, Cherry Ray. She's amazing. Yeah, she is actually that. part of that. And I feel like that's just cool that. They actually are, you know, uh, thinking about these things. I mean, even that controller, which, I mean, uh, Brandon, you can even speak more about because you actually have the device um, and how that really changed it's things. A, it's, a pretty, uh, it's a pretty sweet piece as far as, um, as, far as controllers go. It's, uh, can ask a- and for those of you guys who don't, no, or haven't seen one. It actually looks very similar to a um, retro eight-bit uh, Nintendo controller, mm-hmm. except really big. And the two buttons um, on the top are just absolutely feather light. You need very little um, downward strength, I guess, to push these buttons. Mm-hmm. So, on top of that, there's a whole mess of ports in the back of this controller. And you can attach an ability switch to um, each of each of these 19 ports, and they all correspond with a different... Um, button on a standard Xbox controller. So if you say had um, like another Featherlight switch or one of those big red shiny plastic switches or um, even some of the more elaborate ones that you can control with um, your shoulder or by biting or even just by having your hand in proximity to it, um, you can send signals to your Xbox or if you have the right adapter to a Sony PlayStation, I've seen that done. Um, Or obviously your PC uh, because any Xbox controller will work on a PC as well. And when you combine all of that, with co-pilot mode um, what's co-pilot mode? you find uh, co-pilot mode is where you can take two Xbox controllers and control the same thing like and use them as one yeah. uh, like for example if you like have a young child and you want him to like control um like the running around or the uh, fireball spell or whatever. So basically making him your tails to your Sonic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, it it's a fantastic device when you consider all of the other um, aspects that are available. I use it, um, I don't have an Xbox though. I've only been able to use it um, with my PC. So I've been trying out different um, third-party programs to interact it with, like XPatter, um, Joy to Key, and um, this other one that the developer Bryce Johnson recommended to me called uh, Re WASD, like as in like Re. Like, as in repeat, but then WASD, as in, like, the standard mm -hmm. controls for directional movement. So, what it does is you can actually remap the buttons on um, an Xbox controller standard or one of the um, adaptive controllers. And instead of simultaneously sending, like, a keystroke and the uh, controller input, it will just do one or the other. So that makes it really handy, because before, when I was using it, it would send... It would act like a controller first, and then, um, like, joy to key would kick in as well, and then it would uh, do what I wanted it to do. So hope, hopefully this new program will help me use the adaptive controller a bit better. And so, what was the name of the program you said? Uh, re, re, is WASD, WASD, whatever. Gotcha. And, and like what you're just saying, it just helps you remap the controller? It's not... It, yep. Okay, cool. And, and I it, back you guys yeah, up first. Yeah, it has like a whole like diagram of the controller and then you just... Uh, um, you can select each button on that controller and then tell it what to do, um, whether it's a keystroke or a toggle or turbo or what have you. Gotcha. Now, if I can back you guys up for a second, too, because we kind of went past this, but who the hell is Cherry Ray? Ah, you got, you uh, all, Cherry all Ray three of you is... guys were like, oh, Cherry Ray. And I was like, who the hell is Cherry Ray? <laughs> Cherry Ray is um, kind of like a real up-and-coming uh, streamer with a disability. Um, she is also an activist and does a lot um, when it comes to like disabled representation in video games. Um, and she's worked uh, pretty closely with Microsoft, uh, not just in designing the adaptive controller but also um, attending their accessibility boot camps and really helping um, educate not just Microsoft but a lot of other uh, game development studios on what it really means to be a gamer with a disability and the challenges that um, that, that throws at you so She's, uh, yeah, she's an advocate. Um, she's a public speaker. She streams pretty regularly on uh, Twitch and has a pretty decent sized community. She's, yeah, I mean, well, great personality, 
wonderful streams. Definitely recommend checking yeah, her agree. out. Yeah, yeah, she, that answers my question. I'll see if I can uh, dig up a link real quick, Sound actually. Like yeah, I got it up right now. Oh, nice. Excellent. She's not someone for whom I've, I've, I've not watched a great deal of her streams, but I do follow her on Twitter, and she's a great sort of source of information and just little sort of... Definitely. Little... She posted a... Uh, a uh, few months back, Ooh, a really um, good tweet, and this ended up turning into a big thread about uh, wheelchair representation in video games and how a lot of them tend to be the really big, um, bulky manual chairs that you see in hospitals and airports that look like they are were made like in the 70s or something and how you hardly ever see when you do see wheelchairs in video games they're never actual chairs you hardly like ever see or like the, or anything like that or right have, like, yeah you don't see like the more like the sporty looking ones or the small ones that really don't that a lot of people actually use and um as opposed to like something a bit, um, you know, something that's just like a lot older. Right. Mm-hmm. Understood. All right. Well, um, I have a question for you guys since we're like as we said we're coming up at the end of 2018, about to go into 2019. I want to hear an answer from every single one of you, mm-hmm. uh, since you guys are more obviously more into the games than I am. You know, we've established before. I'm still. Wor- I'm still trying to dip my toes back into the water, but um, I would, since 2019 is coming up, uh, what do you guys hope to see through accessibility in the coming year, or anything that you've like foreseen that you like want to see more of? And let's start with James. That you sure. Um, well, I may be sort of hoping for a bit much here, but I would like to see Nintendo actually have a public profile when it comes to accessibility in their games which they you know they don't really have much that way just now but can be uh, that's what, can you elaborate a little bit more on that I'm trying, I'm trying to understand like what do you mean by a public profile well yeah I mean like when obviously Microsoft are very public about the work they do in making their hardware and software more accessible to people with disabilities um Sony less so but they've been you know quite public about like putting things like the magnifier and, and larger text into the UI for the PlayStation and things like that. They've obviously they're still some way behind Microsoft, but they have something. But with Nintendo, it's it does not really anything. So you know, I'd like to see them with a very uh, visible public profile in terms of their accessibility work, just to mm, to show gotcha. that they're actually aware. That some of their users do might have difficulties in playing some of their games, and that they're actually taking so they're steps. not hiding behind like a veil of ignorance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best case scenario is a veil of ignorance right now, but <laughs> you know, it's um, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. I don't think it will happen because Nintendo, you know, they they do have occasional little little bits of accessibility in some of their games, and people go, oh wow. You know, Mario Kart is playable by severely visually impaired people or whatever, but there's not really any sign that there's uh, that there's something from higher up within the organization 
making that happen in the same in the way that there is with like Microsoft. So it seems like what you're saying is all of Nintendo's accessibility options were more accidental instead of on purpose, and you want more on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Especially gotcha. since you know I've just bought myself a Switch, so <laughs> I'm really hoping that they'll. Ooh, that makes sense. All right, you hear that, Nintendo? Get your shit together. Yeah. All right. So, Brandon, you're next. Let's hear what you have to say. You know, I've I've actually been thinking about this a lot, and I'd like to see more people without disabilities try to use the adaptive controller and see what they get out of it. I'd like to see um, I'd like to see this adaptive controller be the controller that everybody tends to use because I can if I were able-bodied and I were able to like control my video games by like just twitching my fingers a little bit and have complete control over uh everything I could do in the game space, I'd be ditching my standard paddle in a heartbeat. Right. So you just want you just want to see what people can do with the products out there that they're not aware of in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people um without disabilities don't uh they see the big buttons and they don't really quite i mean they don't really see the um all of the ports in the back and when i was at twitchcon and i was speaking with um another uh di- streamer with a disability named uh no hands new zealand uh being from new zealand uh he told me that he did for uh a piece for his local news station about the adaptive controller um as it was just being released in uh australia and australia new zealand and they actually didn't have him play the game they just had him they just had footage of him playing the game and then he would just push the two big buttons with his hands a little bit hmm. because the way he actually would play uh, used all of these switches and people just wanted to see the big controller with the two big buttons. And they didn't show any of that. That's what you're well, saying. I mean, they did, but not, not enough. In yeah, not in like a genuine way. Gotcha. So, so here's what I'm kind of picturing yeah. now, with like what you're describing as someone. Uh, if you're saying you want fully able people to like take advantage of things, like I'm imagining now someone with like a game controller in one hand and then having like this Microsoft disability thing just like at their feet and adding just like a whole new set of buttons where they could just you know see what can we do with this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. either with their feet, or I mean, I've seen there are switches you could control with like. Just by sh- I I had one that I I was controlling with uh by shrugging my shoulders, and it was what? like this uh this little switch that they would position right above my shoulders, so I could just like if I wanted to shrug, I could like make my character reload its gun by doing that, or lean right and then lean left by 
shrugging right and left, respectively. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty cool. It would just. That's the thing that um, I think a lot of able-bodied people don't quite get is that accessibility can help them streamline a lot of what they do when they're playing a game. All right, so you hear that, all you able-bodied listeners? Dip your toes into our water and see what you can do and come back to us. Yeah, hack it. Hack all of it. All right, Bill, you're next. Let's hear what you got to say. All right. Um... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I I would like to see happen, but <laughs> or continue to happen. But um, I think the biggest thing is is that I mean, on the plus side, I feel like Microsoft is at the forefront of something really good, and the fact that they're actually, um, the fact that there's actually a commercial like on TV, like on cable television, that is actually showing this kid playing with this thing, and it's showing like how oh he's going to do this or whatever and they have like this commercial and i just think that that's that's pretty awesome that they've gotten to that point because that's really putting it in people's face like in terms of like in a way that otherwise has not been seen like we're talking about people that are um people that might ha- might not know anything about gaming really like getting exposed to that type of uh advertisement and it's just kind of cool because it might open up people's eyes to the fact that, wait, there is something here. There is something with, you know, people, you know, needing accessibility options for, uh, you know, for a controller or for to be able to game. Like, you know, and just the whole idea of like the this sort of push into like, uh, you know, that that um, it shouldn't just be about. You know, hey, does this, does this, I've said this before, but hey, does this handicapped person have the ability to, like, you know, have somewhere to stay, have, have, you know, the ability to eat, you know, the basics of life. But. So you're looking for more (laughs) publicity and exposure. Yeah, yeah, because I feel, yeah, 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 because, like, entertainment, I feel like it might not be a necessity to live, but I feel like it's something that everybody should be able to enjoy and have access to so i feel like it's something that they definitely should push because i mean you even see at movie theaters now they have options. more mainstream exposure <laughs> yeah 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 they have options and stuff like i don't know it just would be more mainstream exposure and i think microsoft is going to be the key to that um uh sony and nintendo certainly are not because they uh it just doesn't seem like they are really doing anything to um cater to any of this well, let me pull a Kanye West here and be like, Nintendo and Sony does not care about the disabled. <laughs> you know, I'm actually inclined to agree with you about that. And I uh, um, I was talking to a bunch of people, and this was actually on uh, Thanksgiving um, in the U.S. of on Twitter, like literally happening while I'm eating dinner. I'm talking with a bunch of people on Twitter about how if like if Sony can't even nail down cross platform play then what are the odds that they will actually take the time to make their products accessible to the disabled right. even though in the in the United States they're actually required to do so um 
just because of FCC regulations. All right. Well, here, let me. And how? Let me ask you. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me. You finish, and then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like FCC regulations uh, mandate that games that have chat or any kind of communication between players be accessible to everybody right. for th- specifically that reason. Right. All right. Well, here's here's my question then. Let's say um, I'm just going to use Microsoft and Sony now because Nintendo's kind of on its own level. Microsoft and Sony <laughs> are on the similar like kind of playing field. So if uh, Microsoft and Sony both had accessibility features that are both like on par with each other, you know, say say we weren't having this discussion of like, oh, Microsoft is way ahead. They're they're both on the same level. Which one would you choose, Microsoft or Sony? Right now, I'd definitely go with Microsoft. They're more approachable, I think, um, in terms of just like it seems like they're not um, – I don't know. They just seem more approachable, if that makes sense. It just seems like it's more likely for you to be able to um, find the person to actually talk to about this like when it comes to like um, – Customer support? Yeah. like I feel. Yeah, I think so. I think it's easier to get in contact with them from that way, but also from the aspect – of the fact that Brandon was able to actually have conversations with that, uh, what's his name, Bryce Johnson, who's the creator mm-hmm. of that. The fact that, that those lines are open, you know, the fact that they actually have, like, people, like, um, I forget what. Um, so like, there's more to Microsoft than just the disability part of it. You you actually, your fanboy goes beyond just, like, saying. Like, well, I, okay, I like Sony, okay? I don't <laughs> like them for their accessibility at all. Like, I feel like there, well, there is none. There, There's no accessibility to mention because, like, um, the one thing I would have to say is um, this wasn't intentional. They didn't do this knowingly, but uh, maybe, uh, well, I, I doubt they did, but um, their, their VR headset is one of the few headsets that actually has games that actually have the option to use the controller. It doesn't have all of them, and that's kind of the downfall of it. But I would say the fact that it it does allow for that, and a lot of the other virtual reality headsets don't, is kind of cool. But it's not enough of a. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it was something that they they you know they literally were like, oh, you know, let's give the option for people to use a controller with the with a headset because of accessibility. I think it was just. It just happened to work out that way, you know. I don't think they actually um, thought about it, you know. I don't think there was actually a thought about accessibility. <laughs> gotcha. Towards that device, James. I haven't heard from you. What would you? What, what would you pick, Sony or Microsoft? If they're all their disability features on a level playing field. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, I've I've kind of been a uh, I've been a, a PlayStation person for the past like three generations. So, but I mean. <laughs> It's hard to argue with the with the year that Microsoft have had in terms of like not just but bringing out the Xbox adaptive controller, but mm-hmm. and being really community focused as well, like working with streamers, working with the disabled community to not just market but like design their product and make sure that the the, the needs and the concerns of people with disabilities are taken into consideration when they're designing that thing. Um, you know. Sony have done little bits and pieces here and there. Like I like having 
I'm quite glad, happy to have the, the large text option on the um, PlayStation user interface, but I can see where they're not delivering for the the many other sort of accessibility challenges that people will be having to work with, having to work with. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd probably go with Microsoft begrudgingly. <laughs> All right. So, if any Microsoft execs are listening right now, sponsor us. Hey, give us a little money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right. on your side. I mean, or at the very least, swing by and maybe uh, you know get a chance to uh, weigh in on the on yeah, the issue. Yeah. Um, what one other thing I would say, just to throw just to throw this out there, um, Sony does have if you have the the camera for it. There is some voice commands that you can do. It's very limited. They could they could elaborate more on it. The only reason why I bring this up is because I just want to bring up two examples of where um, two things that happen to be kind of accessible friendly. The one with the VR headset being an accident, I think, or not intentional. And then the thing with the voice, I don't know if that's necessarily they were going out of their way to do voice because it's a cool feature or if it's, you know, actually for accessibility. But I feel like the fact that it's there, they could elaborate on it more and they could do more with it because I feel like, you know, they haven't done anything. So those are the only two things that I can think of. So just to give everybody that's listening an example, I could list a lot more stuff that Microsoft's done than what Sony's done in terms of options. Like, I've I've listed two things for Sony, and that's it. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Mm. Right. James, so, you have something to yeah, say? Yeah, I was just wondering, you talk about the, the voice control on the PlayStation. I don't have a camera, so I've never been able to really test it, but I remember yeah. about a year or so ago, after the Xbox One first came out, there was all the, the Kinect stuff. They were really pushing yeah. the Kinect. Is that still a thing? For the Xbox, like if you still have the Kinect camera hooked up, could you? Is that still something that works well enough? Um, on the, there is a way to hook up. You have to get a special attachment for the Kinect to uh, connect it up to the newer Xbox. I actually have that attachment, um, and you could. Wait, so Xbox One doesn't have a Kinect feature. Um, the newer ones there's don't. Only, the original three sixty thing. The original Xbox, um, well, no, they, they, they created a new Kinect for the Xbox One on the original unit when it first, uh, uh, whenever it first uh, came out, and then they stopped supporting it because people just were not using the Kinect features, and I don't think game developers were really, they weren't really utilizing the feature for the, the whole camera thing. It kind of was a gimmick that kind of happened, and then people just kind of kind of moved on it's kind of like uh you know i wouldn't say really like the wii i mean they did kind of move on from that but still i feel like that was more popular because of the fact that it had those nunchuck things um as opposed to this video um you know related thing but there was a way to hook it up i don't know if you can actually use the same features with the attachment on the new xbox i don't know if you actually can because there wasn't anything that was indicating that you could, but I mean, I guess if it recognizes the Kinect, it could be able to. I'd have to test it out. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that when I get off of here. I'll test that out and let you know. <laughs> cool. I was just wondering because it's like the for visually impaired people, voice activated stuff, and going further things like you know Amazon Alexa based devices, they're oh, like yeah. really useful because they don't. Oh, that's another thing. Microsoft actually has. 
an Alexa skill now that you can hook up. Ooh. Which is really cool. That is r- really is, okay. Go describe that. What, what do you mean by an Alexa skill? Like meaning, like uh, basically, the way that Alexa works is sh- the Echo works off of skill sets. You know, you basically pick them off of their like app store, if you will, and you set up it, you set it up for like whatever it happens to be. In this case, this is something that I saw being advertised on my Xbox the other day. I have not actually set it up yet. But basically, you can set up Alexa to be able to interact with your Xbox. So basically, it will... Oh, okay. That's pretty handy. Wow. Which is really insane and really, once again, is showing how how, Xbox, how Microsoft is just kind of ahead of the curve in terms of just thinking about these things you know i feel like their attention to details is very apparent here Mm. and i know i know i sound like a total fanboy everybody's probably going to be like get that get that microsoft fanboy off of this yeah Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's like it turns out they're actually paying me no no they're not no we're just we're throwing some fishing lines out there just really hoping microsoft hears this like come on man give a you hear how how much we're talking you up? Give us a little something. But it's something. it's becoming really apparent, though, to me through this conversation. It's just becoming a lot more apparent that there actually uh, there's actually more thoughtfulness. I feel um, in what they're doing in their business model um, than you know because they're kind of hitting every angle. It seems like mm. it makes me wonder if it's if it's um, do they have someone on their staff. That is disabled, or do they really just know their audience? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did someone like or market well, research? I think, honestly, and this is something I'm starting to see as a bit of a trend. Um, we're starting to see more and more game development studios actually hire accessibility leads, and it started with Microsoft, but now you see that. EA has done it, and I wouldn't be too surprised to see um, other companies, uh, I guess, get with the times and. Where has this been documented? Uh, hire ex- hire hire professionals who actually either have a disability or mm-hmm. know enough about accessibility to be able to speak um knowledgeably about uh of the about the topic and actually help companies uh market to that part of the uh um uh, i guess uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term i guess for that mm. part of the gaming market who have trouble playing video games either on like a permanent level or on a temporary level right that makes sense you know because i I think i'm understanding what you're saying um yeah not because like i mean there's people like us but then you've got people who may have just like broken a finger or something like that and they may need something temporarily. And they'll yeah, they'll need the accessibility options that we push to see included in every game and console. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I got 
I got you. I got you. Well, I think on that note, I think we're coming close to an hour, I say, right? Uh, unless you guys, you guys have uh, anything else you want to add up? Uh, anything to add last minute? Uh, maybe start yeah. wrapping things up here? Um, I was just curious. Like, I guess those accessible leads you were talking about, like I was asking, um, I wasn't trying to interrupt you, but uh, it was... Um, I was just curious. I mean, has there been articles about them just hiring people with disabilities out there, and that's how you've sort of found out about this, or have they just been making a push, like on their website, to like be like, "Hey, we want to hire." Uh, you know, that's a good question. Actually, it's been uh, on Twitter that I've been seeing a lot of that. Oh, okay, where they're just coming out of the woodwork. Oh, gotcha. That's cool, though. That's cool that they are. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, this sort of thing is—it's like like a trend that continues. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's what we all hope for. I think you know, just to... understandable. Okay. Well, anyone have any closing statements or anything they want to get off their chest? Uh... Anyone want to give another push to Microsoft to try and lure them in anymore? <laughs> well, I hope everybody has a happy new year. You know, we will see you next yeah. year. <laughs> happy and safe new year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, you know, I'm hoping that 2019 we see better. You know, I feel like 2018's been a good year for accessibility in terms of, like, adaptive controller and so many more games having accessibility options. So hopefully everything continues the way it's going. <laughs> yeah, well, does any... Are there any games in particular you guys are looking uh, forward to seeing? Um, I am kind of curious about this uh, Days Gone. Um, ironically, that is a Sony exclusive, so I do not hate Sony. Okay, I'll make that very clear. It's a zombie game. Oh, no. It's a zombie game that looks uh, kind of interesting. But I was going to say another note that we could end on is... Uh, um, do, do any of you have New Year's resolutions? I kind of do. I'm hoping to read more. You know, I like playing, but I want to read more. I want to write more. Uh, obviously, for the gaming website that we're coming, uh, we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing with uh, Brandon over there, and I guess just pushing yep, my stream definitely opportunities. Pushing my stream harder and just being more present on social media. Uh, what about the rest of you? Do you guys have any like things that you're trying to? You know, like maybe like a resolution or anything. That's a good question. Let's go down the line. Let's see, uh, Brandon, you're next, I guess. What's you answer first, and then James, then I'll go. Well, um, I'm looking forward to like on a personal note. Um, I want to be able to have a uh, a more um like a more differentiated schedule so that I'm not playing the same game over and over again or the same couple games. Um, I want to play a few more single player story based games. Um, I've got a quite a few that I never got a chance to play just because, uh, just being disabled and taking so long to actually get like some kind of accessibility setup going. So now that I have right. that, I want to hopefully try and uh, catch up on some games I've never played before. Um, big title is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Never played that. 
and I'm very much looking forward to doing that. Um, That's an old game, isn't it? Starting on Thursday, actually. That is a fun game. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. Um, and I'm going to try like a two two game a day schedule. So I play a game and then I eat dinner and then I play another game and then I go to bed. Well, and then that um, sounds like a pretty also, rigorous schedule. <laughs> growing my community is going to be another big thing and making sure that uh, we find as much success as possible for um, every member of the accessible streamers stream team. Well, it sounds great. James? Yeah, I think this year I'm hoping to try and be more consistently um, involved with the visually impaired and blind gaming communities. Typically, because Audio Game Jam works um, takes place in October each year, I tend to be very sort of do all my sort of social media, be really social media focused and do a lot of like reading of articles and research and all this for the event in the months leading to it and then he's quite socially media social media focused in the months afterwards. But then for the other half of the year, just it's like I've died. <laughs> you know, just completely drop off social media almost altogether. So I'm looking to hopefully this year get a more even spread and be a bit more um, involved a bit more consistently involved in Sweet. social media over the course of the year yeah and also right. Great finish more of the games that I start as well I suppose <laughs> yeah yeah that backlog yeah I, mm. <laughs> I'm right there with you alright great well I guess it's my turn now right yeah so uh, my resolutions are uh, I was talking to a friend about this uh, earlier it's like I want to I'm going to put myself first more and, you know, stop, stop. Uh, there's a quote I like to, uh, I like to repeat to myself is, um, don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. And I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> it's, I know it's funny. It's a, it's a good, Brilliant. It's a good quote. And I, I have a tendency to kind of put others before myself and I want to be able to be able to put myself first and work on myself more and work on my independence, uh, more. And also I want to be able to, I want to try writing more and also uh, also get behind more microphones and tell more jokes again because that's one of the things in life that truly makes me happy is going behind a microphone and telling jokes that are stupid and making people laugh. And I want to get more of that done this year. And, of course, I want to do more podcasting with you guys. <laughs> Yay. Yay for podcasting. So, the... That's my resolution. But sweet. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in on to this episode of Wheel Life Problems. Um, if you want, if you want more, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow me. I'm at the Rickles. You can follow James. He is at James Kyle. You can follow Bill. He is at Wheelchair Gamer, and Gamer is spelt with a three instead of an e. Just so yes. you're aware. And we can follow Brandon at Accessible Gamer. And that's it, folks. Tune in next time for another exciting episode. Take it easy. Happy New Year, everybody.